was having a ball
She's the only girl in this whole world 
Mod Snap Radio, it's DJ Depraved here, and well, here we are, another week, and that was the Rockabilly Hour, so interesting show. This is a whole new genre to me. You've never listened to any Rockabilly at all? Not really. So take Elvis from like, you know, the late 50s, and uh just modernize it a little bit, and that's pretty much rockabilly the way it is now. Pretty much. Well, before we get too deep into our commentary today, well, uh, well, DJ Dante's prayer had a quick little word that he wanted to say here, so we're going to go ahead and play that for you guys real quick. So we'll be back in just a few minutes here. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is DJ Dante, and you're listening to the Real Alternative, Real Alternative Hour with DJ Depraved and AJ. Yes, and my name is DJ Dante. You can call me Old Man Dante, and this is my rants for the week. And also, we'll include pop culture references, politics, and whatever's going on in the SA scene. So I'm gonna name this segment that's gonna appear hopefully every week, depending on my schedule which will be called Old Man Yelling at Clouds. Yes, that's right. I am yelling at clouds and raising my fist and waving it all so ever hard. If you can see me right now, I'm waving my fist at a light. 
not a cloud. Anyhow, so what's going on this week? From what I understand, the theme is wieners on the Real Alternative Hour, and I have no idea why. But first, before we talk about wieners, let me go to our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is Propaganda Palace, located in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, Propaganda Palace for your pop culture, uh, video game, and uh, nuclear warhead needs. Please go visit Propaganda Palace. If you haven't heard of them, look up Propaganda Palace in San Antonio, Texas. Anyway, anyhow, back to the segment. So... Let's see what's going on in the world today. It appears that Dan Quayle is trending. Why Dan Quayle is trending is because our Vice President Kamala Harris has mistaken North Korea as our ally in the um, Asian Peninsula area. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And I could have sworn last I checked it was South Korea. It does feel like the 1980s, yes, yes, yes indeed, ladies and gentlemen, only because World War III is in the horizon. So you know what that means. Uh, bust out the CCCP, bust out the Nedzerib, Front 242, Ministry with full metal jacket samples, and hope to God that we don't die in a nuclear annihilation. That's right. Yes. Because there was a pipeline that blew up somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean or Baltic Ocean. Who, who knows? No one even knows where the freak this freaking pipeline is. I could say freak or fuck. I don't remember. Anyway, is this a family-friendly show? Please let me know later, uh, later, Mr. Deprave, because I know this is your show. And Mr. AJ, I apologize if I was cussing in your ears because I know you have virgin ears. Anyhow, let's see. What else we got here? Um, it looks like our president of the United States, Joe Biden, is talking to ghosts. Not only is he talking to ghosts, but he's also wandering into the wilderness and disappearing for a few minutes, not knowing who he is or where he is or what he is. Hey, you know what? Again, the 1980s all over again. Totally reminds me of our last, uh, one of our last great 80s presidents, which was Ronald Reagan. Yes, that's right. Ronald Reagan, the, the man that was nothing but Alzheimer's disease. So let's see what else. Oh, yeah. The winner of the week. The winner of the week is Marilyn Manson. Yes, Marilyn Manson is pretty much um, countersuing against his former lover, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, with a defamation case against his accusers, which is his former lover, Evan Rachel Wood, and Evan Rachel Wood's current relationship who I believe it's a woman what's her name doesn't matter I don't give really give a shit but Marilyn Manson is relevant again on the gothic world I guess just because of this particular um uh situation he's going through also um another thing I want to add is what's going on with the scene what's going on with uh gothic industrial EBM and all that stuff I don't like the new post-punk thing going on maybe next week I'll go ahead and go on a post-punk rant because why because I'm finding that there's about 12 post-punk bands that are born and created every day, or actually every five minutes. And that's very disturbing because I really don't want to hear 12 Joy Division clones. And also, and back to the scene news, San Antonio, Texas seems to be back on the map when it comes to the uh, SA goth industrial scene. Yes, you know why? Because there's about 28 goth nights now in San Antonio, Texas. Can you believe that? Ah, my, my nipples are so hard that I can't believe... I can't believe my bad ears. So only problem is, it appears that some people take this real seriously and some people take it like as if it's their day job. And if it's your day job, you may want to consider like at least getting a part-time job working at a convenience store or at least at Walmart as a Walgreeter because I'm sorry to say, but goth, goth nights and being a goth DJ does not pay the bills. That's right. Goth music does not pay the bills, apparently so, because look at Marilyn Manson. He's already broke, and he's already countersuing Evan Rachel Wood, who's also 
currently broke. It's like no different than Amber Heard and the Johnny Depp scandal. But anyhow, I digress. So that is my rant for the week. And let me just go ahead and give it back to DJ Depraved and Mr. AJ. And also, don't forget, please visit Propaganda Palace here in San Antonio, Texas, if you'd like to buy some pop culture items, some video games from yesteryear to today, uh, nuclear weapons, and perhaps maybe even some, I don't know, um, Cuban sandwiches. Anyhow, back to you, Mr. Depraved and Mr. AJ. Peace. Oh, and rest in peace, Coolio. And we're back. So that was DJ Dante's Prayer or Nick or The Count, whatever you want to call that guy. So uh, don't call him a jerk, though. <laughs> Leave that to us. <laughs> Count Demone. Count Demonia. Count Demonia. And then, uh, of course, there's his uh, co host with their show, Poly- uh, Polybi Boots. And uh, his co-host is Shoeshine Steve. <laughs> Polyp in your butt. Polyp in Their your show's butt? called Polyp in your butt. Yeah, Polyp <laughs> in your butt. Got to go see the uh, the old uh, proctologist about that, you know? <laughs> so it'd be a what? Uh, count take it up your ass and then uh, <laughs> colonoscopy Steve. Anal fissure Steve. Anal fissure Steve. <laughs> well, shit, we're getting out, out of the way mighty quick this week. <laughs> so as I was saying, uh, Rockabilly, it's like I said, it's a whole new thing for me. So um, I was kind of excited to do that. That's why I chose it first. So AJ sent me quite the list of ideas for shows. So, not that you guys shouldn't send us a suggestion. I still want to do a, a listener-driven show. But we got quite the list of stuff to go through fish through now. So, plus uh, I add ideas as we go. And then, uh, of course, we're going to continue bringing you guys new content once every few weeks or so. Because I have noted that you guys like it when we do new shows do new music for you not necessarily what the deutsche alternative charts are doing just stuff that's out and new over the past year or so so we can still do one of those every once in a while like once or twice a year but it's like you used to tell me there gets so repetitive it's the same thing every week oh geez yeah the deutsche alternative charts so we started up with all the ideas for different shows because we were noting that we were playing basically eight out Eight out of the ten songs we would play, a lot of times we would play them for weeks at a time. If not, some of them, months at a time. It got old, what can I say? <laughs> so, we started branching out. We started making uh, more diverse shows, I guess you could say. So, yeah. I don't have any regrets on that whatsoever. I don't either. And I mean, I got nothing against Germans, but you know. The uns uns stuff, I've heard that a million times in my life, and I like other things besides that. So, Angry uns uns music, das boot. There's, yeah. there's lots of things you can call alternative music, uh, post-punk, new wave, industrial, goth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We could go on and on. Like I said earlier, they're all related. They're all branches from the same tree. Yep. 
It's all turds in the same bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remind me not to eat from that bowl. Uh, it was it was your favorite ramen bowl. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no way. I no. like ramen, but I don't eat bowls of ramen shit. <laughs> uh, so, make me a bowl of ramen shit, but don't put onions in it. I don't want my breath to smell. <laughs> oh man! So, but yeah, once again, going back to the uh, idea, so rockabilly, it, it as you explained earlier, it basically came out of the idea of what uh, Elvis Presley was doing back in the 1950s, huh? It wasn't just him. Uh, if you go back to like Sun Records and all the people that were on there. So we're talking about Johnny Cash in the early days uh, before he swung more to the country. You know, him and Elvis weren't too different. And the same thing with like Jerry Lee Lewis and some of the other people that were on that label. Um it was that uh, rock and roll swinging sound from uh, Memphis, Tennessee, that was all the rage that kind of overtook the whole country. Uh, that's what rockabilly is. And it, it has had its times where it faded out and wasn't important. And then it would have a revival because Greece came out in the 70s and all of a sudden stuff from the 50s was kind of neat again. Or uh, the stray cats start making music and, uh, you know, it's they're basically uh, a rockabilly band. Um, rock and roll, but with a little bit of that uh, that Memphis twang, and uh, yeah, I've always gospel sound tossed in there too. I noted little country, a little gospel, a little bit of rock and roll. Uh, always the guy in the tight t-shirt with the cigarette pack rolled up in the sleeve, and all of that kind of stuff. You know, so hmm. it's just a style. It's a genre. It's been around for a long time. It goes away. It comes back. It goes away. It comes back. It never really completely goes away. It's just like when they used to say punk is not dead. Well, neither is rockabilly. It goes yeah. away for a while, but it always comes back. And every time it comes back, they take some of the old, but they mix in something new with it. And they yeah, keep it interesting that way. I, noted is I chose a lot of stuff that was newer than what you chose. And I did that. I did that on purpose because I knew we wanted to have a good sampling of everything that was out there. So I think we did pretty good with that. So I think what you picked went really well with what I picked, even though it's different. It's all you can see the common, uh, the common uh, kind of the the, the common idea between them, even though they're kind of implemented a little bit different in some cases. Yeah. So I think we did pretty good there. So. And yeah. I hope I hope everybody out there listened to the show. Uh, they all enjoyed it as well, and it seemed like a good playlist to put on while you're taking a drive, especially if it's going to be an inner city drive. So this is not necessarily the uh, flying down the highway with nothing to look at type music. That that to me is more of a little bit slowed down music. But the stuff, no, it's nice and fun. It'd be fast paced. You know, you're putting through a city you're in traffic you know that's where this would be more the thing so, yeah yeah so i love this kind of music when i'm on a road trip like out in the middle of nowhere i think it's fun for that but yeah that's cool i got gotcha. you yeah uh synth wave is my go-to for when i'm out in the country but then again i mean synth wave that's a genre of music i could sit there and listen to all day so <laughs> i think bands like kavinsky or the midnight so but um, 
without further ado, we'll go ahead and go through our tracks, and then we have a we have an announcement that I wanted to talk about that uh, finally came through two years later. So, but uh, let's get through our tracks first. Here, the first one I played this week was uh, by a band called Volbeat, and that was their song "Still Counting." Uh, all these bands are completely new to me. First time hearing the songs, so um, they're all kind of inflated value to me at this very moment. But that's that's perfectly fine. So, but um. Second band I played was by Reverend Horton Heat, and that was their song Psycho Billy Freak Out. I love that song. Yeah, I did too. Third band was the Horror Pops with their song Walk Like a Zombie. And we are going into October. I mean, that is tomorrow at this point. Yep. Yay, I'm starting off October with a chili cook-off. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> Um, fourth track was Tiger Army with their song Outlaw Heart. And last but not least, Necromantics with their song Who Killed the Cheerleader. <laughs> interesting song names and interesting band names at that, so... The original rockability didn't have that horror element, but they started kind of mixing that in. I would say yeah. the first band that successfully pulled that off was probably the Cramps, and uh, it's been heavily borrowed since then. But yeah, a lot of the rockability guys are all in the Halloween, and you can feel that vibe. It's got that kind of like uh, like Satan meets rockabilly kind of a thing. <laughs> cool by it, me. Yeah, it's cool. It's a weird mix. It works. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, yeah. My five tracks this week, I started off with the six track, uh, the five, six, seven, eights with their song Woohoo, which if you ever watched the Kill Bill movie, you probably remember them playing that song when they're having that fight scene uh, in the uh, in the, that that bar with the dance floor. <laughs> Actually, if you watch the music video for this song, it's that same scene. So it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I always love that song. And uh, it's interesting because it's an all-girl band and they're all japanese and they're playing music that is as authentic rockabilly as you're going to find and uh, i love this song so had to make sure it was part of the list if we were doing a rockabilly show and there it is yeah. my second track this week track number seven was the cramps with uh, bikini kill uh i'm sorry bikini girls with machine guns and uh i, I love a lot of their music this is probably my favorite song from them is probably the one they're best known for. And uh, they, they're almost like a, like a swamp, dark rockabilly. You know, it sounds like hillbilly music from hell. And uh, I think that's always kind of been the idea with them. They, they wanted to do that. And it works. It works really well for them. I love the guy's vocals. I, I love uh, the, the girl dancing around. And I just love the, the style. It's so unique. It's so cool. It's so cool. That a lot of these other bands that now are newer rockabilly bands, they borrowed heavily from the cramps. They were the first ones really to do that. So anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. My third track this week, track number eight, was Hillbilly Moon Explosion doing their cover of the OMD song Enola Gay. I'd rather <laughs> listen to the OMD cover, to be honest with you, but a friend of mine recommended this song, and I have to admit it was pretty catchy. So I thought it'd be a good one to include. Uh, and so continuing my fourth track this week was the band Mad Sin with Cursed. 
And uh, man, the hair on that guy, <laughs> the lead singer's hair makes Morrissey look like he has a flat top in comparison. <laughs> that guy has like the ultimate bouffant hair or whatever they call that pompadour, whatever it's called. Yeah, the guy's got it. He takes it to the next notch and the next level. But yeah, another really cool, interesting song. I thought it would be a good fit for the show. And continuing to my last track, the very first time I ever heard Rockabilly in the 80s, it was this band, Stray Cats. And I was like, this sounds like it's music from the 50s to my uncle, who then explained to me, yes, that's the idea. This kind of music is called Rockabilly. And you've heard something similar before if you ever paid attention to anything going on in the 50s with Elvis and guys like that. But these guys are trying to bring it back. And it's got a little bit of a punky edge, uh, but it's still rockabilly. And I fell in love with the Stray Cats. I've been a fan ever since. I have practically everything they ever released, even all the bootlegs and stuff. But no matter how much I like them, no matter how much I listen to them, my favorite song from them is one they probably couldn't write today because they get in a lot of trouble for it. It's called Sexy in 17, and that's the song that I picked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the wrong state, that could get you in a lot of trouble. In Texas, they would say, well, you know, uh, you're not an adult yet, but you're, what, what's the term? There's a term for that. Age of consent. Oh, age of consent, yes, yes. Uh, it's not just a water song anymore. <laughs> yeah, you probably, probably couldn't get away with that nowadays, but, you know. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, so those are my five tracks yeah quite quite an interesting genre of music so mm-hmm. i have to might have to try it out for when i'm cruising down the highway i've i mean i got a little road trip to do next week so i might i might check that out so you should take our tape here our mixtape and play it in the car while you're driving it'll be awesome yeah I mean, I might be able to turn it into a CD, but. <laughs> However you got to do it. My car doesn't have a tape deck in it, but it does have a CD player in it, so. Yeah, we'll just burn a CD. You got a computer. Yeah, I got a few computers around here, so. Everybody that knows me well knows I'm a computer geek, so. <laughs> yep. Yep, so. But um, the announcement I wanted to make, uh, AJ made me aware of this. Uh, Nine Inch Nails was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they finally got to celebrate it. Yeah. You were telling me that they actually got inducted two years ago, but because of the COVID thing, they couldn't really do anything about celebrating it. So they waited until this year to finally do it. Yeah. So they finally celebrated a week ago. So if you want to see the videos for that, apparently there's a lot of video coverage for it on uh, YouTube. Yep. I have I not looked into it yet, but that's uh, for obvious reasons. We're in the middle of recording, so. <laughs> but um, Nine Inch Nails, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, way to make me feel old, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And what was great about it is a bunch of former members of the band who aren't members anymore uh, all got up on the stage and all played together. And it was like. Nine Inch Nails in its uh, Super Saiyan form, <laughs> with like thirty people up on the stage. No joke. It was a cool. It was a cool little concert. It really was. Yeah. I mean, let's see. So is Twiggy Ramirez in there too? Or I didn't see Twiggy, but I saw a bunch of other people. Maybe he was there. I didn't notice. No, it doesn't look like he is. But that would have been funny. So. Yeah. Well, either way, it is pretty damn cool. To, to hear that 
but it also, like I said, it makes me feel quite old. So <laughs> time waits for no man, Timmy. We all get this old. This is true. So, oh well, is all I can say there. But I remember the first time I heard Nine Inch Nails. They had just released Pretty Hate Machine, and they had the music on MTV. Uh, it was the song uh, "Down in It." And they'd made a, a music video for it, and it was debuting for the first time. The year was 1988, and I was watching it. I was 16, and I was like, dude, this music is fucking awesome. It's like the industrial music I've heard, but it's it's got a little bit more of a dance track to it. Like, you can actually dance to this. <laughs> and from then on, I knew that they would be huge, and I was right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. A dude I knew years and years back would would often say that no matter what mood you're in or what kind of day you're having, Nine Inch Nails wrote a song about it. Yeah. He's been all over the map electronically. I mean, the man's written ambient tracks, but he's written tracks that sound like freaking death metal. That's true. <laughs> And everything in between and yeah, all kinds of odd sounds and all of it done in his head because he actually, when he makes music, he records it himself uh, with a computer. Yeah. But then when he's getting ready to tour, it's a live act and he'll have five or six people in the band or whatever. And it was always just Trent Reznor until Atticus Ross came along. And then now he's a permanent member of the band too. But all the other guys on the stage, when they were all playing together, it was great to see them because you recognize them. They're all the same. They're just all older. Yeah. And, you know, you can say that Reznor writes all this music and it's all true. But whenever you see them live, these guys were the faces that would be there with you. Exactly. So, uh, so they do matter. And it is great to see them all together again. So. Exactly. so mm -hmm. and, and Trent Reznor and I guess Atticus is involved, too. But um, Trent Reznor, he follows the biggest, a huge trend that I see. With a lot of these industrial and EBM acts where, in all reality, it's just one person doing the show. Or not the show, but making the music. And then he has to hire a traveling band to do the background stuff while he sings. So, It's the Brian Eno effect. We've, we've talked about Brian Eno many yeah. times. Brian Eno isn't even a trained musician. He never went to music school. He went to art school. He figured out what he thought sounded good. And he bought a bunch of synthesizer equipment and he started messing around with it. And when he first got his start with Roxy Music, he was on their first two albums. He recorded with them. He really wasn't very good at playing anything, but he knew what he liked. He liked making sounds and he knew when to put them in and when not to. And that was the beginning of somebody who's basically a composer more than they are a musician. But if you're a composer and you can put lay down the tracks the way that you want, you can make music, even though you're not actually a musician. Right. Well, Reznor. Like Reznor kind of just continued that. He did the same I think, but he, he took it to the next level, I would say, because he actually is a musician. He can play a lot of different mus uh, instruments. I'm not saying that uh, that Eno can't sing, but I think uh, Reznor is probably a better singer than Eno is. 
And that's saying a lot because I love Eno. I think Eno is also awesome, but he isn't known as a singer. He just happens to sing on some of his own music is all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like talk about Brian Eno. It was kind of like seeing uh, or listening to him be a part of the Portsmouth Symphonia. You remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the folks who ha- did not listen to our dedication to Brian Eno, and I, I played the Portsmouth Symphonia, what it is is it's a bunch of students who got together at the Portsmouth School of Art and they put together an album of orchestral music playing instruments that they were completely unfamiliar with or they did not how to play music they did not how to play music at all which in the case of Brian Eno he played the clarinet and he's not a musically trained person and he'd never touched a clarinet before walking in there and recording <laughs> Just amazing to sit there and listen to that album. And the album is terrible. But you have to remember that these people are doing the best they can do because none of them had touched the instruments that they're currently playing in the album. <laughs> so, And that's why I'm saying you don't really have to be a musician in 2022. You just have to know what you think you like. If you can figure out what you think sounds good and you have the equipment to make the sound, that you have in your vision, then you can make it happen. Yeah, that is very true. So, yep. But anywho, guys, we are running out of time here, so we will go ahead and hand it off to Shoe Shine Steve and Count Demonia with their show Polybi Boots. So, <laughs> guys, we will talk to you next week, and um, in the meantime, uh, stay cool, cats, since uh, we played basically 50s music this week (laughs) good night and for the record i don't have nuclear warheads for sale or cuban sandwiches sorry nick darn i want a cuban sandwich when i came to town well maybe i can make you one but there isn't one for sale well how am i supposed to buy it if it's not for sale Damn. (laughs) (laughs) good night guys i'll take you to a place that makes them that works for me